Hey everyone and welcome back to the What The Passion podcast. If you're listening to this podcast right now, it means that you're excited in learning and creating real change. When we started off, our mission was to bring passion back into people's hearts and tell the stories that should be heard. Our commitment to you is to help you find what you're really passionate about so you can live a happier and more fulfilled life among 100% of your true potential. With this being said, guys, let the story begin. So guys, in today's episode, we have the honor to interview a woman that is helping people to find true power, to find their true power, because power is within all of us. And uh, yeah, Veronica Bayona is definitely a person who's tapping into that topic a lot. She built an international seven-figure business by the age of 25. Meet podcast host, business professional from Miami, Veronica Bayona. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be on here. Um, when you say all my accomplishments out loud, it sounds really cool. But honestly, guys, I'm just a regular girl who decided to work real hard. And now I just love to inspire other people to follow that same path, you know, in order to reach, you know, their true potential to reach a life that they're truly proud of. So thank you so much for inviting me. Hey, it's our pleasure. Yeah, I think I think we, we jump right in. We jump right in. You're 25 years young, Veronica. I saw your profile, Audrey, my girlfriend, uh, who is a big fan of you and is following your advices and uh, yeah, your trainings in business. She introduced me to you, and I was super super flashed that you're that you're just 25 years young and already accomplished so much. Um, I also saw that you're super, super busy, not just when it comes to business, but also your marketing. You have a podcast, uh, you're doing sports. Like, let's talk about balance. How does, a, how does a day look like and how do you find balance or would you say there is none? And uh, if there is one, what is your secret? Going off on like the day-to-day -day basis and balance and what the day looks like, this is a very common question that I always get. And every day is honestly different. But I think that you need to set boundaries to um, what is important to you and what income-producing activities must get done. So for me, a non-negotiable is my health. Like I must, you know, I've reached a level of success where I can afford to take, you know, an hour off daily to work out. And I remember when I first started my business, I was so focused on hustling so hard that my health did take a hit. Um, so everyone is in a different journey. So what I want to point out is that depending on what part of your journey you're in, things might look different. But I think that when you find a balance, um, it almost makes you work more efficiently. So for me, you know, I wake up, I always cater to my dog first. That's important. I get my workout in and I always hype up my team. Like I've got a team of thousands of women who I work alongside and just sharing my energy and motivation with them. It ensures that my team is going to be moving at my pace. So when you're running a business um, and it's not just you, but you're working with other people, uh, being a leader in the environment, I think is crucial. Um, so it's something that I hold myself accountable to do every day. And then just doing what I expect others to do, I think is golden too. Um, because I see a lot of people in business that like to complain about the people around them, but they're not showing up in the same way that they want others to show up. So that consistency um, and having that 24-7 work ethic mindset is crucial. So no day is the same. Every day is sort of like, okay, what comes with it? But one thing that's non-negotiable for me is setting up a to-do list. So I like to do it the night before my day starts and I just lay out what are the most important things that I need to do in order to have a successful day. And just holding myself accountable to that list and really just trying to knock everything out before bed. That's the way I roll. And every single day is a new day to create greatness and just having that in your mind and in your heart and 
holding yourself accountable for the fact that you are responsible for your life. And if you don't jump into action, nothing is going to happen for you. I think that mindset's what got me to the top. And just because I'm at the top doesn't mean it changes. You continue um, because success is not guaranteed, right? Um, You need to pay rent for success every day. So if you don't show up, you're not going to glow up. Beautiful. Quick question to you. Do you think it's possible to be successful and balanced at the same time? Or do you think accelerate in any part of your life requires a certain sacrifice. Uh, as you said in the beginning, you know, when you wanted to build your business, you had to sacrifice your health for a certain time. I can imagine if you would focus on your health, you would have to sacrifice other things to be in alignment. Do you think to accelerate in any part of your life, you can be balanced while doing that? Or do you think you have to give up one to gain the other? I think you learn balance. I think in the beginning, sacrifice is a non-negotiable. Um, when you're going, well, for me, for example, I went from having a job, you know, I was a news reporter and I would show up to work every single day and work from someone else. Like I was told what to do. And then all of a sudden I became a business owner and I had to set the pace for my day and I had to make things happen. So in the beginning, I didn't understand, you know, balance. Um, and I'm sort of glad that I didn't because it propelled me to really laser focus on my goal. And I always tell people, hey, momentum is required. Momentum is yeah. needed. And sacrifice is just part of the journey. Um, so, I mean, I'm not saying completely neglect your health, but the one hour that I used to spend in the gym, you know, back then I transformed into an hour of working. And, you know, there's always ways to compensate for what you need to sacrifice. So I was just like, okay, let me try and eat healthier if I know I can't make it to the gym. Mm-hmm. So balance is definitely needed and crucial but i think it takes time to even learn how to how to balance you know so it's a journey i think with everything when it comes to business and life it's a journey and you can always learn from others but the best way to learn is by like actually jumping into action and seeing okay what works for me and what doesn't and i realized that exercise actually makes me stronger. It makes me more energized. It makes me more ready to seize the day. So an hour of working out nowadays is actually like my fuel. It's my food, you know, to right here where I'm recording, it's one thirty, and I haven't ate because I fast daily, but I got my workout in, which almost is like my food. It energizes me. I drink my protein shake. And after this, I'll go have my meal. So for me, it's like everyone sets their own routines according to what you need, Mm -hmm. but you need to listen to your body, to your mind, um, to what works best for you. Um, and that's the journey of exploration. You are going to try a lot of different things. And then one day you're going to find what clicks for you. Really, really nice. Do you think, so if you're, if you're talking about fasting, uh, do you do intermittent fasting or do you follow a certain regime of fasting or how, how does that look like? Because um, I've been doing intermittent fasting as well for quite a while. So I know if somebody tells me it's 1.30 p.m. and I haven't eaten anything today, I, I kind of I'm going for, all right, maybe 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 he or she's doing, you know, the intermittent fasting routine of 16 or 18.6 as well. Um, so how does it look for you? Yeah. So for me, one thing that I'm very big on is not being super rigid around anything because then it sucks the fun out of it. Right. So what I've learned is that my metabolism and my focus runs better when I allow, you know, hours in between my, my eating cycles. So for example, um, last night I had a late dinner. I ate about like 9 PM. So usually the earliest I eat is one, but today I could push the boundaries a little because I ate late. I don't count my hours. I don't do that. I just know that I like to eat all my meals, which I usually eat two meals a day, um, concise. So close to each other. And then I like to go a long period of time without eating because it helps me. And I follow doctors who have just shown how beneficial it could be to fast and how it helps cellular turnover. And, you know, part of who I am is, you know, a very curious girl. Like I love learning about various different topics. And I think that that strengthens me because I learn things about mindset that make me stronger. I learn things about health, about business. And that is, you know, a very key point for anyone trying to come up in business or in life is like, you got to become passionate about learning 
because knowledge is power. And the more you learn, the more equipped you will be to take on life. So something as simple as intermittent fasting, if I wouldn't have taken the time to learn about it, I would have never applied it into my life. And I would have never learned, you know, how much I love it and how much it helps my focus and how much better it makes me feel internally. So it's all about, you know, taking that step um, to learning new things every day. Perfect. Uh, the way you're speaking and um, what we're seeing, like the, the perception we got, like for you, everything seems to be very organized. It's not, it's not hard for you to get onto a new habit. You already said it takes learning and everything, but uh, it seems so easy for you. Has it always been so easy um, or were there times make, maybe when, when you made that switch from being a news reporter uh, to becoming in business Was it easy for you or how, how did these first weeks, months, maybe years look like? So nothing is ever easy. And I want people to understand that because the problem is, is that most people quit because they think that it's too hard or they failed at something. And instead of looking at it as a lesson, they just look at it as like, okay, no, this isn't for me. And that's not accurate, but no, it was not easy for me. Um, I have had to go through tons of growing pains. I am someone that's extremely independent and all my life I had just worked independently. And then I jump into network marketing and I'm I'm leading, you know, thousands of women and, you know, not everyone moves at your speed. And I had to learn a lot of skills in order to become, you know, the woman that I am and, and become, you know, top 22 earner in my company and senior executive director. And all those titles took a lot of and tears. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but it's like, it's not easy, but if you're willing That's what it takes. Like you need to make the decision. You need to make the decision that you want to get better and just work at it every single day. For me, you know, when I started, you want to know what it looked like? I actually was so busy. My, my news reporting job was from noon till 10 PM. And after at 10 PM, I would go to the gym. It was a 24 hour gym. So I would stay there late, go home. By the time I showered and ate, it was 2 AM. I would go to bed super late. And then I would wake up the next day, shower real quick and go to work. So my life didn't really have time for a side hustle, but I knew that I hated the life that I was living where I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was stressed. Uh, I had anxiety from just like the life I was living. And I knew that, okay, I want to make a difference. I want to change. So what am I going to do? And I told myself, okay, Veronica, you're going to wake up one hour earlier and you're going to work super hard on this side hustle for that one hour. And the second that I saw that, that, that one hour brought me results, I was like, okay, How can I scale this? How can I do more to get better results? And that's what life is about. It's like reflecting on what you're doing in order to be able to pat yourself on the back for what you're doing right, but then also acknowledge what you can do better. So it is, it wasn't easy and it's still not easy. And, you know, people see me And they see me, you know, traveling and, oh, now she's in Dubai and then she's in Mexico and then she's, you know, all over the world and they see this lavish lifestyle, but they don't know what it took to get there. And most importantly, they don't know what it takes to maintain it. The amount of, of just oh, things that I oversee and um, trainings that I have to do and mentorship that goes down, but it's all worth it. Why? And the reason why is because I now have time freedom and I have the freedom of finances and that will change your life because it makes you happier and it makes you more, you know, available to see the world and to experience different things and cultures. So Never think that it's going to be easy, guys. That's not life. Life is actually hard. But the more that you are okay with that concept, the easier things will look. Because imagine if in your mind, you already know, okay, facts is that I'm going to fail. And fact is that time is hard. I'm, I mean, sorry, that life is hard. So yeah. now you start thinking, okay, what can I do to make it easier? You know, since you already know that it's going to be hard, it's like, okay, what things can I implement in order to make it easier. So for me, it's like, okay, setting up systems, setting up things that make sense in order for my job to not be as tedious, you know, setting content calendars so that I'm not scrambling to see what I'm posting today. Um, all those things make it easier. Um, so 
it's just all about discipline and it's all about deciding that you want more and being willing to work for it. Yeah, fail forward. Fail forward is uh, what one of my mentor always preaches. And it's something that I also had to learn. And I ask you that question because I do know that, of course, it was nothing in life that is super nice and good comes easy. And But I know that some people think that. They see, they see the Veronica on Instagram, uh, seeing the lifestyle, seeing the yachts, seeing the flights, seeing the big teams, the big conventions and everything but they don't know what you've been through as i was saying you know like you see a certain set of information on social media and oftentimes i do share my struggles because i wanted to strengthen people but i don't share every detail of my life growing up i don't share every time i fell flat on my face and decided to get up and when i see the success that i've had I sometimes it's hard to believe that I'm this successful at 25, but then I look back on my life and I see the effects of compounding. Okay. Because every single day you can decide to either make it a good and productive and hardworking day or make it a bad and lazy day where you let your minds get the best of you and you allow yourself to view yourself as a failure. So every time I would fall, I would bounce back so quick. I was like, no. This is not going to be my life. I don't care what I have to do, but this is not it. Even when I had graduated, gotten my degree, gotten my dream job, and then I realized it wasn't for me, I wasn't going to sulk in my pity party and say, wow, I wasted four years of my life studying to be a news reporter. Now I don't want to do it. I just said, okay, what can I do differently? What career can I explore? And when I started doing network marketing, after I quit my news reporting job, I still explored two other fields. I got into PR and then I got into uh, real estate a bit. I was working with some investors and you know, it was great. I got great experience, but network marketing gave me what none of those jobs could give me, which was time freedom. Um, so yeah, guys, allow yourself to compound your daily efforts. Okay. Don't just look at today and say, Oh, I've worked so hard and I got no return. Know that what you do today, tomorrow, and the day after it's all adding up with the compound effect. And if you make sure that every single day you're showing up as your best self, At the end of all of this, you're going to have a big win. And that's what happened to me is that no matter what went down in my life, personal and emotionally and all of that stuff, I always held myself accountable to be strong. And I always say in life, you're either a victim or a warrior. So which one are you choosing? I always decided to be a warrior. And maybe it was because I have a strong personality And I'm like an Aquarius and we're very, unique. I just wanted to ask, <laughs> we're very unique creatures. Um, but yeah, I, I always said I will be damned if I show up as a victim. I don't care what happened to me. I am not a victim of my life. I am creating my life. Beautiful. And I can really hear by the way that you're talking that you have, first of all, had that, you know, you went through, I bet a lot of things that have shaped your character and shaped your mindset of, I mean, of course, like being Aquarius is a certain characteristic that that you're taking with you. And that's a beautiful one. I have to say, I think Aquarius is a very, very strong personalities and they're very strong if they focus their mind on one single thing. Um, what I believe yeah. as well, though, is that as you're speaking, there's, co there's coming so much wisdom out of, out of, you know, from the words that you're speaking. So I can imagine, or I can see that personal development has been a big, big part of your life, of, of your, of your career so far. Who would you say were some of your biggest business mentors or people that you look up to that have really taught you the right principles in life? So this is a unique question because people always throw out names and they're like this mentor and this mm -hmm. mentor. And I have a few people I can name. I love Ed Milet. I feel like he, I resonate a lot with the man. Um, I love Joe Dispenza. I would say my top two are Ed Milet and Joe Dispenza, oh, wow. but these people almost came after the fact. Okay. So my real mentor, my real inspiration was God mm -hmm. because through my journey, I realized like, okay, um, through religion or I don't even really, I, I'm not, a, I don't go to church religiously or anything, but If you're a follower of God, you're taught to live a righteous life, to do good, to be a good person, to show up with good intentions, to not judge people. And I think that that was all the mentorship I needed in order to learn to live presently, you know, to be in the moment. 
And being able to take each moment for what it is allowed me to learn from each situation. Because what happens is that a lot of people go through something and, you know, they get hurt or they fail, but they're so caught up in the failure that they don't bounce back mm. from it because they're so hurt by it. So with me, it was like, no, I would take everything for what it was. And then I would say, you know what? God has a plan. And that little phrase alone, God has a plan, got me through everything, through my darkest moments where I thought like, oh my God, like I suck, like I'm the worst human. Like I would always just say, you know what? This is part of it. I don't know why I went through this situation. I don't know why I'm in this rut, it but it is part of it. And that that was it all. That, that was all of it. And then of course I started growing and it wasn't until I started network marketing that I really even started reading books or listening to podcasts. And then um, it was last year when my boyfriend introduced me to Joe Dispenza and that man transformed my life. Understanding energy and the way it works and the fact that thoughts are things. It was all principles that I was already sort of applying to my life. But Joe Dispenza really solidified it with some science, um, with the brain scans and with the stories of success. And I was like, wow, this is a purely energetic world. And once I understood that everything transformed. Beautiful. Can I quickly interrupt you on that one part? Because I think you said two very beautiful things on one hand side, I'm as well a massive Jody Spencer fan. So I think we're already in the same club. I'm, I'm really, I'm really fond of that, <laughs> but, uh, but, 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 for, but first of all, first of all, I have to say it's very beautiful what you said. Um, Looking at culture differences right now, I know I know this is a little bit off topic, but looking at culture differences right now, if you have America and if you have Europe, in Europe, you know the connection to God is not as present as it is in in other in other countries, like in, in continents such as America, right? So for me personally, for my life and for other people around us, like God has never been such a present here. It's more people are call themselves believer of like believed atheists. Like for myself, I never really believed in God, but I believed in the universe and energies and in life. So now from what you just said about God, I think I've, I've, I have personally experienced exactly the same path as you, but I just put the, instead of God, I use the word life because life always had a plan for me. Life, oh, I, I always knew that things happened for a certain reason and I learned how mm -hmm. to pivot with it. And I think that's a very beautiful way of, way of saying it. I kind of had like a little aha moment. Um, I love it. And real quick, let me add to that, that there's not, we don't have to all believe in the same God and it's not like, Oh, Jesus or this. No, it's not about that at all. I tell people, if you want to call it the universe, call it the universe, but please do believe that there is something bigger than you out there that has your back, that has a good intention for you. You didn't just come into this life to suffer. There is a bigger plan. If you allow you know, yourself to believe that there's a bigger plan. So totally, I resonate with that. I have a lot of friends that don't, you know, are not Christians or not Catholics, mm -hmm. and they just follow different things. And but you know what they all have in common, all of my really successful friends believe in something, they don't think that they're the God, they don't think yeah. that it all falls on their shoulders, you got to surrender control. You got to stop thinking that if you don't make it all happen, it's not going to happen. There's someone looking out and I've, and I've, you know, I've lived that because I've seen myself climb out of really dark places. And I know that I didn't do that it's, alone. And I think the biggest lesson here is that be knowing that your life is, you are not hundred percent control of your life. This is making you grateful for what you have. And this is humbling you. And I think these two factors are like the, the keys or the little secrets of a lot of six very successful people because they are doing it in the name of something bigger than themselves. And I think that's so beautiful to look at. Not just becoming successful, but also staying successful, staying on that high level. I think being humble and staying humble is uh, uh, definitely a very, very important point. Um, I also got to say, like Tim said here in Europe, um, religion and, and like God isn't the isn't such a big uh, thing like in the U.S. But he, like he, I also kind of always believed into something. And um, I think to to sum it up, what is uh, what is needed in the end? This is what my mentor always says. He says uh, it it takes faith just as little as a mustard seed. <laughs> yep. And uh, you you, you got to know that life has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. Um, the universe has a plan for you. And then you need to believe. You need to have that faith. And uh, things are going to be all right. Yeah, faith, faith keeps you moving, right? If you don't believe yeah. in a brighter day and you sulk in your gloomy days, 
you're never going to get out of that. But if you're going through hardships and you see a silver lining and you're like, somewhere down the road, it's going to get better. That faith allows you to transform your emotions internally and start thinking even more positively on the days when it's dark. Um, so faith, I think, is everything. Um, and faith, I think, also brings about innovation because when you're thinking of brighter days, you're thinking of, of, okay, what can I do better to welcome in those brighter days? How can I get ready for the next season of my life? Um, and that's so what good. it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But on the other hand side, you know, you can't really know how it is at the top if you haven't met the bottom yet. What do you think about that? Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree. And all my most successful friends, we all have a story. And for no one, it just came easy. That is not the way that it goes. So embrace your failures. Embrace the hard moments. If you are at rock bottom right now, know that this rock bottom is going to be your story one day. But only if you keep moving. You know, if you stay stuck there, if you stay in a pity party and in a victim mode, you're never going to see something else. But that rock bottom are your lessons. So be able to embrace them and be able to learn from them in order to see the next level version of you of yourself and your life. A big, a big problem with most entrepreneurs yes. nowadays, I believe, is that many are traveling the road of least resistance. You know, if you you want to avoid fear, pain, and disappointments and failure by any means, so you're always trying to pivot for the easy road, right? You want to have things just as they are. And whenever you think you're you're about to fail, you either then stop or you you, you make it sound, you don't own your mistakes. And to, you're right. And this is, I think, a big reason why Felix and me, we started this podcast because stories are universal, right? Everyone has their own unique story, but the lessons we learn from it are universal. And every single person that we have interviewed so far that is at the top and we're talking really top 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 of the notch they all have a similar pattern that they had gone through their worst time literally the worst time we're talking nearly have nearly committing suicide and just right after that they rose like a phoenix out of the ashes and they jumped to the top right so there's always a certain sacrifice that you have to take i think that's very beautiful as you said it Yes, beautiful. Let me. I want to. I want to address something real quick to everybody listening right now. If you're feeling that you're you're in a, in a situation right now that you're not on top, that you're kind of rock bottom, like Veronica said, quitting right now is like the worst thing you can do. It's it's the all the all the years, all the money, all the time, all the connections that that you spend and invested into it. Leaving it right now is like. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Getting into Bitcoin and then just forgetting your login, like yo, it's yeah, it's gonna come. It's gonna come. You invested so much. Now quitting is is doesn't doesn't make sense. Make it your story. Yeah, and it never yeah, it never it gets story. easier. So I want you know people. It does get easier eventually, but what I'm trying to get with that is like. If you quit, what comes later is not going to be easier. It's going to be harder because you just gave up something that you've been working hard on. You know, so it's like we need to reframe our perspective because sometimes we make decisions that we think are in our best interest, but actually we're self-sabotaging a lot of the times. And, you know, I've become so... Uh, so aware that now even with things as silly as like, you know, eating a cookie or something like that, like, I just think I'm like, okay, this is going to make me feel good right now. But how's it going to make me feel later? So quitting right now might make you feel good because you're free of the burden of having to work hard and, and, you know, crush your goals. But long term, Quitting is only going to make you feel less confident because you, you know, you just let something go instead of fighting for it. So fight for it, man. Life is about the fight. It's about the climb. And with everything in life, if it's worth it, of course, don't just fight for everything and feel like you need to remain in every situation. But if it's something that's worth it, don't give up because you will regret it. And nothing is worse than a life full of regrets. Beautiful. I think the topic the topic of disappointments yes. is so present in 2020. I actually want to talk 2020 to you because you know a lot of people see look at 2020 as like the biggest crisis that is happening out there. A lot of people there rather want to, you know, hide than actually embrace what's happening and I really love the saying the Chinese saying that crisis stands for danger and opportunity at the same time and it's just what you take, like what you decide that you want to do. How did your 2020 look like? 
as I can imagine as an entrepreneur and already guessing a little bit in advance, probably 2020 was one of the most most inspiring and the biggest one of the biggest growth years for you, hasn't it? Because for a lot of people that look at a crisis with opportunity, they make big things happen in it. Yeah, it's been, honestly, it has been incredible because it's allowed me to shift. It's allowed me to view, you know, what's going on in the world more actively and, and be like, okay, what kind of world are we living in and who do I need to be in order to, to get what I want? So we saw economies shut down. We saw all of this. And at that moment, I became so grateful for the fact that I worked online, that my business is purely ran online. So my network marketing business actually boomed because so many people were getting laid off that they wanted to find something that can produce some money. So on that side, business was incredible. Um, also I dropped my podcast right before Corona. Um, and I loved it because, you know, I, I still got to get guests on through the power of zoom. Um, I also bought my first house, my first investment property. Um, and that was, you know, prices dropped too. So it was, it's becoming a great time to buy. So all this different kind of opportunity was surfacing and I was just, you know, taking advantage of it because I wasn't going to become a victim to the damn coronavirus, right? And same with my travels. It's like everyone wants to put their life on pause, but it's like, hey, honestly, if you're looking into the numbers and into the statistics, not the ones that they're putting on, you know, the news, the mainstream media, but if you're actually looking deep into those numbers, you know, it's not as bad as they make it seem. So shape your story. Don't just go with like this tragedy. Oh, this is a tragedy. False. I've traveled so much this year with Corona. Right before Corona, I was in the Cayman Islands and Colombia. And then when it happened, I went to Mexico. I've been to Antigua. I went to Dubai. I'm going to Germany in a couple weeks. Like life doesn't stop. It stops if you decide it to stop. And then also it taught me powerful lessons of how hard are you willing to fight for what you want? You know, I started a long distance relationship right before Corona started. And then it started and my boyfriend and I weren't allowed into each other's countries and we didn't see each other until seven months later. And I am the kind of person I'm not a super emotional, loving, I need a boyfriend kind of gal. So, you know, that taught me so much about the woman that I can be when I really want something. And I actually fought hard for a relationship that I thought would be the right relationship for me in my future. So I proved to myself that I can be that woman that I always sort of was a little bit scared of because I was like, I don't think I could be that girl that fights for a relationship. Like, it's just not me. Like if it doesn't work out, I'm like, that's it. I'm done. Bye. And you know, with this guy, it was different. And I was just like, I was really committed to, you know, who, who we could be together because of who we are today. So putting my head down and humbling myself and stop focusing on what's wrong right now with, with the distance and focusing on what we could build. You can almost look at that in business too. It's like when you're starting your business and no one wants to join because you're not successful yet and it's hard and there's all these exterior factors that are trying to tell you it's going to fail. I mean, imagine everyone in my life was like, why are you dating someone on the other side of the world? This is going to fail. And in your business, it might seem similar, but you need to tie yourself to the vision. Why do you believe in this business? Why do you believe in this company? If it's something good, if it's something righteous, don't quit. Don't quit because it's hard. Because as I said earlier, everything is going to be hard. So would you rather be, you know, living in poverty and have a hard life like that? Or would you rather work your butt off and live a great life and have a, a hard life, but it's a, you know, it's a good life. And, you know, it's the more money you have, the more problems you have almost, because there's a lot more that you have to deal with, but damn, the freedom is great. The, the time freedom, the freedom of doing whatever you want is incredible. So choose your version of hard, but, you know, tie yourself to things that matter and, and don't quit just because it's oh, hard. Wow. And Felix, if you don't mind, I, I would like to ask you to Veronica, like a couple of more questions to that, because I have... I've experienced something similar very, very recently. And how, how did you, how do you make something work over long distance if you're not allowed to go into each other's, uh, enter each other's countries and most of all over the period of seven months, how, how do you work that out? Like what were some of the things that kept the relationship healthy? 
I know this is a little bit into I a think- very, very strange direction, but I'm just very, very curious how you, how you worked it out. No, it's insane because so many people through social media, I mean, I didn't speak about my relationship for a while, but my boyfriend was a friend for a year before. So people already sort of knew who he was. Um, So it's a common question that I get because fighting for a relationship, you could correlate it to fighting for a business or fighting for many other things in life. So it's totally on topic. And I think that the main thing was communication um, and just being clear on what you want. Okay. So for example, you can't get something and you can't get your heart's desires if you don't even know what they are just yet. So in the beginning of my relationship with my boyfriend, you know, he was in Miami, we were expecting to fly back and forth like every month and then Corona happened and, you know, it was hard. And for the first four months, it was like for the first three months, I would say it was okay. And then it started getting hard. And he had a time where he like second guessed everything and he started thinking all these things. And I was just like, you know what, I know my worth. And if you don't want to do this, it's okay. So I gave him the space and then he came back and then. And, you know, the same thing happened to me. And then he gave me the space and it's like, and now we're stronger than ever. But it was like being able to say, Hey, you know what, what's meant to happen is going to happen. Not trying to control the situation, surrendering, but always sharing what's on your heart. And for me, it was like, I knew what I wanted. Like at this stage in my life, I want a man that wants, you know, to think about the future and just us two growing together. And instead of not sharing that with my significant other, I was clear. I was like, listen, this is what I want. And either you're on the same page or you're not on my page. And then if you're not on my page, then I love you dearly and I admire you tons, but I'm not here, you know, to just, to just, you know, have another boyfriend. And for him, it was like, Oh my God, like I haven't even thought about this. I knew him as a bachelor and he was, you know, not really interested in that, but I was so honest with him that he had the time to think about it. And he had the time to decide like, you know what, you're everything I wanted. And I didn't even know it. So communication and clarity and just like not being afraid to say what you want to say, not being afraid to, to really stand for what you believe in. Um, and then out of that, we built this incredible relationship where it's like, we went through seven months of just like hardships, um, but it only made us stronger. And then we met up in Dubai last month. And when we met back up, it was like that reassuring moment of like, you know what, you're what I want in my life. I'm what you want. And it doesn't matter what life throws at us. We're going to figure it out. But in order to get to this point, in order to get to the strength that we have right now, it took a lot of work. So just, you know. That's what it's all about. The work. This is, this is incredibly beautiful. Did you meet in Dubai because you can't you, you can't fly to Germany and he couldn't fly to to US? Yes. That's why you met yeah, in that's why we met in Dubai <laughs> um, because we couldn't fly to Dating. each other's country. In 2020. Oh man, that's honestly that's so beautiful. Like I I thank you so much for saying this because I I used to be in a, a long distance relationship for like a year and a half ago for three year for nearly two years and uh, I've recently experienced something similar and I think you're right like communication is definitely one of the hardest things especially if you are just limited to Zoom or phone calls or whatever and I think communication mistakes happen so fast but I think at the end of the day it's all about like who you are and what you really want and if your partner is in alignment with that I think you can make anything happen. So honestly, thank you so much for exactly. sharing. Thank you so much for sharing. That's that, that's gold what you just said. If your partner is in alignment and that's the thing about my significant other is that he is everything I ever wanted in a man when it comes to his mindset and his vision for the world and our life wow. or like life in general. And I just I thought about it and I was like, okay, Giving up on this relationship is easy. There's a million guys in Miami who would all want to date you, take you out to dinner. My boyfriend can't take me out to dinner. But then I stopped about it and I was like, okay, are you going to give up the best in order to just have something mildly great? Or are you going to, are you willing to fight for the best? And I chose to fight for the best. You, you are really putting such a hard nail, like hammer on the nail right now. Wow. How honestly, And I think... <laughs> Literally a powerhouse here on the, on, on, on the podcast, wow. guys. I love it. Uh, if you don't know, if you don't, 
If you don't know, Veronica has has her own podcast. It's the Veronica Bay Show. And uh, when she jumped into our call, uh, you directly knew the underline of her podcast uh, because you saw the sign in the background saying, I am a powerhouse. And I think this is summing up Veronica here talking to us for the last 40 minutes already. Thank you so much for your time, Veronica, for being on with us. We appreciate that. Big time. Of course. And, you know, I just want to let everyone know what being a powerhouse sort of means to me, because I'm sure everyone maybe has a different, you know, uh, definition, but a powerhouse is someone that excels in every area. Okay. Like in every area of your life, I want you guys to become committed to doing the most because in life, how you do anything is how you do everything. Okay. So when I'm at the gym, I am at the gym. Like I am going hard when I am sitting with a friend, I am present. I'm sitting with a friend phone aside. When I am working, I am laser focused. So, you know, showing up in every area of your life with intention, be excited about living. Like guys, when we wake up in the morning, that alone is a blessing opening up our eyes and having another day to live and to create the life that we want to create. That is so insanely powerful that when you are grateful for that gift, you start moving different. And then I just started, like when I started succeeding on that success was fueling my love for life. I was like, wow, like life is incredible. Like when you work hard, you can achieve so much. And that's when I said, well, if I'm killing it in business, what other areas of my life can I kill it in? I mended my relationship with my mother. You know, I finally was able to show up as a great girl for, for a man, because honestly, I used to suck as a girlfriend, <laughs> if I'm being quite frank. Like I was always very, you know, it's my way or the highway because I knew that I was a catch and I was never willing to, you know, like I didn't feel like talking about love and problems and love problems because I just felt like I'm, I'm way too laser focused on other things, but I just became better at everything, you know, as a daughter, as a sister, as a friend, um, as you know, someone that minds their health. And, and that's what makes you a powerhouse. It's showing up to life with intention and wanting to be here and fighting to live the best life that you can live. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I think we needed that. We needed that, that's, um, that little description of the topic powerhouse because here and there you hear it. And obviously I kind of as associated something with powerhouse, but, uh, you nailed it with this description. Thank you so much. And I just also took a little note. This might be become the title. You will see it once the episode is out, guys. And if you're hearing this right now, you already know it. So we will <laughs> see. <laughs> we will see. Uh, at this point, I would also, um, tap into, into uh, the, uh, a side, like literally the side that I got to know you for, because like I said, we got Audrey with me. She didn't say a lot yet because uh, the topics were super heated and uh, Tim and me uh, didn't want to stop asking questions, but I kind of want to hand it over now to Audrey um, because yeah, she, like I said, she's, she's following Veronica for a while and uh, they're both Veronica and Audrey empowering women in business, uh, in personal development, in general, empowering women around the world. So, yeah, uh, let's 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 listen to a talk from a from a boss leader, uh, to from a boss lady to a boss leader, uh, from a boss lady to a boss <laughs> I lady, love it. Both <laughs> yes, you talked about leading women, and I wanted to ask you, like, you know, women can be very emotional. Women should all uh, are like comparing, you know. Guys is like ego and girls are like comparing. And I wanted to ask you, how do you deal with that when women in your team compare to, to each other? And how do you deal yourself also to, to get the emotion out of business? Because emotions and business, that's not, that doesn't match. So how do you deal yeah, with that? Yeah, so I think that... I'm a very rational person, very logical. I'm very masculine. I'm like a very girly girl, but my mind, and I have a guy who works on me energetically and he tells me, he's like, you're like, your mind is completely masculine. And I think that in a way I was blessed because that allows me to, to be very rational with business. But I understand that not all girls are like that, but just like anything in life, it, it's a skill, right? And you could learn. And how do you do that? By holding yourself accountable and by having a lot of awareness. So if you notice small things that trigger you, 
Go ahead and analyze what it is that is triggering you. What is causing negative emotions? And then ask yourself, is this something real? Like, is this something that is worth, you know, me getting upset at? Because when you're getting upset at something, it's transferring your energy from, you know, an energy of positivity and innovation and producing to an energy of uh, negativity. And that's not going to allow you to scale your business. So something that I'm really passionate about with my girls is speaking to them about, you know, your mind and the fact that thoughts are things and words are things. So we need to be able to choose this wisely in order to create the life of our dreams. So when you are comparing yourself to someone, when you are talking that about someone, when you're judging someone, how is that adding to your life? It simply isn't. It simply is wasting time and we don't have that much time here. So how are you going to use your time? I never take anything personal, like anything. Like I, I, I do not kid guys. Like anyone can do anything towards me and I don't take it personal because at this stage in the game, I have realized that the way that people react to me is more of a reflection on what's going on inside their lives. And it's not about me. I am not the problem. And I'm confident about that because of the way that I show up every single day. I'm a good person. I have good intentions. I have a pure heart. I'm doing my best every single day. So whatever goes on around me is none of my business. Cause I know I can't control that, you know, even with politics right now in the U S everything's a messy and I talk about it because I think it's important to talk about it. But then I have people DM me and they're like, Oh my God, I can't sleep. I can't breathe. Like this is consuming me. And they're like, how are you coping? Like you post about this so much and you know, so much information. And I'm like, well, simply because this isn't what I'm, you know, like I'm talking about this cause it's important, but do I, is this what, is like my insides are made of? Is this my energy? No, because I know I can't control it. You know, so you need to ask yourself, what can you actually control? And it's not, you know, what other people think about you. It's not what someone else is doing. You can't change people. You can't do any of that. So block out all of those things that aren't making you stronger and focus on what is and just be kinder and just less judgment. I think that the main thing that women have to work on is, is, you know, that, that mentality of, oh, she doesn't like me or, oh, she thinks I'm bad or, oh, you know, judging each other. And why are we doing this? Like, where does it stem from is something I would love to know. But what I do know is that it's not helping any of the parties involved. So just break up with it. You know, at some point in your life, it comes down to a decision of what kind of person do I want to be? And, I doubt any of you want to be judgy and gossipy and someone that no one trusts because of, you know, the way they speak about others. So just change it. Quit your bad habits. That is all bad habits. And your emotions, they could literally crush you. They can crush your business. I have watched business partners that were great and brought so much value to the table with each other completely fall apart because of petty things, because of, you know, I think she hates me. And I think that like, it's so many ridiculous thoughts that it's like, it is all an assumption. Half of the time when you are so heavily involved in your emotions, they're not real things. Emotions a lot of times are assumptions. So always think about what is logical, what is fact, tie yourself down to fact, and then you won't be as emotional about the world. Yeah, that's very true because you got to also protect your energy. And yeah, it has been for me, for example, it has been, I have been very emotional, but I learned really a lot of it. And now I just want to teach that also to my um, girls in the business to just, yeah, keep distance from emotion in the business because that's not helping grow your business and also I have I have women that deal with you know that they have not so much confidence in themselves so what was for you or can you uh, give any tips for more confidence in yourself and also how to find inner peace in yourself? yeah so I think confidence is a very cool thing because we could grow our confidence Um, and the way you grow your confidence is by 
you know, piling up achievements, piling up successes. When you win at something, when you do something right, you're going to view yourself like, wow, I did that. And it doesn't have to be something major, like hitting a new rank in your company. It could be something as simple as like getting up, doing the laundry and putting it away. If it's something that you've been putting off for a week, you know, prove to yourself that you are worthy, prove to yourself. And by the way, all of you guys are worthy. Okay. You are all here. Like you were all born into this world for a reason. Like you were meant to be here. So your presence here is valuable and it's golden and that's facts. But if you struggle with viewing yourself in a positive way, maybe it's because you've let yourself down too many times in the past. So for me growing up, I had this complex where my mom and I, my mom had me very young. She didn't really know how to be a mom. Um, and she never really acknowledged me too much or, you know, like, and it wasn't even from a bad place. It's just, she was still a child and she was struggling with a lot of things. So growing up, I always just wanted to be seen by my mom. So what I started doing is that I started excelling at everything. So I was, you know, in gifted classes, I was captain of my cheer squad, you know, since I was really young, I was like the safety patrol and the news anchor. And all of my friends, moms, like wanted me to be their child, because I was always overachieving. And my mom really, she wasn't too appreciative of it, because she just knew me to always be like that. But I think that really shaped me because, you know, when I was young, it was more like I'm trying to succeed to get my mom's attention. And then when I got older, it's like, well, I'm trying to succeed because I want to prove to myself that I can, you know, be someone that I'm proud of. Okay, so make yourself proud every day. You know, and it takes hard work and it takes discipline. But when you, you know, show up as your best self every single day, you're going to become confident. You're going to pat yourself on the back and you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to say, God damn, I did that. <laughs> and that feels great. Awesome, Veronica. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Some last words from you, Audrey? Yeah, thank you so much. I think that... May, that will help a lot of women. Yeah. And oh, and I don't think that I touched on inner peace. Um, but for me, inner peace is all about surrendering and just knowing that you're not in control. Okay. You're not in control of everything. So having situations happen and just letting them slide off, like anything hard or negative that happened in your day today, let it slide off because it happened five minutes ago. That was in the past. And now you're in the present moment. So hold on fast to the present moment because it's beautiful, but oftentimes we don't embrace it because we're caught up in the past or in the future, you know, living in fear or in anxiety. So just, you will find peace when you learn to become one with the present moment. And those are teachings from Joe Dispenza and that man transformed my life. So I highly recommend all of you guys, if you haven't dove into his teachings to follow the man, he is gold. Very good. Very good. You meditate? I do meditate. I don't do it as much as I used to. And that's something that I kick myself in the butt. So 2021, and actually, as soon as I get to Germany, because my boyfriend meditates like every day, <laughs> I am getting back into my routine. Um, but I think that people have different forms of meditation. So before I did a more organized, like sit down, meditate. But I also feel like For me, meditation sometimes is just letting go of my thoughts, which is actually what you do when you meditate. And I'm good at that. When I feel stressed, I like let go of everything and I breathe and I allow myself to just be one with the space that I'm in. And to me, that's a form of meditation. And then for me also, when I wake up in the morning and I embrace my life and I, you know, give God thanks for everything, for, you know, my bed, for my dog that's barking and trying to wake me up, you know, that to me is another mm -hmm. form of meditation because it is tying me with the present moment and the things that make me happy. So I don't do the organized form as much as I used to. Um, but I think that, you know, I definitely want to get back into it a little, but there's several ways to meditate. So find what works for you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much.
Well, guys, um, I would say uh, I took a lot of value from this from this talk. Uh, Veronica, again, thank you so much, Tim. I would say we're gonna wrap it up uh, with the final three. <laughs> And I would say since since with three people asking the questions, the beautiful part is gonna be each of us will have the pleasure of yeah. saying one. But before we get into the final three, I want to as well express my deepest gratitude towards you, Veronica. Thank you so much. Honestly, the the amount of value you have shared in the last 56 minutes or 50, 50 minutes plus is incredible. And that for the age of 25, wow. Honestly, I can just simply say, wow. So I'm really excited to see you know, more of you <laughs> in the future. And obviously, we always say on, on our podcast, you know, that if we have a guest on, it's not a one-time thing, right? Like we... Even though we've had an hour conversation now, there is so much more hours and hours and hours. This is my, maybe why other podcasters, they do three, four hour podcasts because that is really covering it only all. So we definitely say that in the future, we would love to have you on again and talk about more elaborate things, right? So thank you. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. Honestly, this is what I enjoy doing the most. And I challenge all of you guys to be present in your life, like be very present and take note of when you are the most happiest and do more of that. So for me, I am the happiest when I get to share my wisdom with everyone else, because I have gone through a set of experiences in my life that have allowed me to become the woman that I am today. And if I can share, you know, my learning lessons in in order to make other people's experiences, you know, smoother um, and to help them not have to have as many bumps in the roads, I am more than happy to. So thank you guys for giving me this platform um, to share with your audience. Beautiful. And I'm going to jump right in with the first question. So just to give you a quick little explanation, final three pretty much means mm -hmm. a quick fire round of three questions uh, that can come spontaneously that are random and doesn't have to do with with anything that we talked about in the last hour and we would like you to answer intuitively and as fast as possible. So first answer comes from me and I really love this one. What is the most beautiful experience that you can, can recall from your life? Um, well, there have been so many, but something that I really loved um, has been, ugh, God, there are so many, I don't know. Do I have a timer? What's, what's the most profound? What's the most <laughs> profound one that you would say like puts a smile right now in your face once you think about it? Last year, um, last January, I went into a meditation and I saw myself walking on the beach with a bunch of children holding my hand. And right before that meditation, I had been so laser focused on my business that I had shut down relationships. I had shut down so much because I just wanted to achieve so much. I was almost obsessed with success. And after that meditation, it opened my eyes to what makes me happiest, which is service and giving to people that can gain from me. And after that meditation, I got involved with Big Brothers Big Sisters, which is a local organization that gives back. And I just really anchored myself to what matters in life and its service and it's being there for people who need us. Um, so I think that meditation was so unexpected. I did it. It was like a New Year's like meditation thing. And it just really brought so much value to my life and put into things into perspective. So I have countless stories of moments like that, where I just have a great amount of um, just inspiration come my way. Um, even when I was in Dubai a month ago, just being there and experiencing such a different culture, but a culture that's so profound and anchored to, you know, what is right and righteous living. It just, it just influenced me to focus on that even more. So just be present guys, because these moments are happening in your life every single day. Um, but you need to acknowledge them. So yeah, I think that was one of the most beautiful, beautiful. moments that I can remember yeah, right beautiful, now. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for this. And for the second question, I'm going to pass it over to Felix. And then I would say we ended up very beautifully with Audrey. Yes, 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 yes. Audrey is preparing a call right now. Uh, schedule is pretty tight. So uh, we're finishing this episode. Perfect. Um, so it's perfect. I'm going to do the second one. And this is this is the one we can't miss. I, 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 um, originally wanted to ask another one, but uh, as Audrey has another question prepared, and we only go with three, I'm going to go ahead and ask the, the typical one. Everybody, everybody who hears the podcast, you, um, 
and not the first time knows knows what's coming. So Veronica, imagine a scenario that you're stranded on a lonely island and you got nothing with you, uh, expect of your clothes. So you got clothes on, <laughs> you can, don't got to take care about that. What is one thing or one one thing, I don't want to say item, um, that uh, you would take with Can you? Can it be a person? Uh, I love that answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would 150,000% take my boyfriend because he is just such an incredible human. And I think that together we strengthen each other. So I think that both of our minds together could get us off that island way more than my mind alone could. And like, yeah, definitely I would take my boyfriend. <laughs> and now, like, honestly, Veronica, we have to meet your boyfriend. You've been talking in so high tones about him. We would love to connect with him and bring him on here as well, because like you both together, I think, pwah, yeah no guys he is honestly incredible i don't talk people up but i always say i'm like he's a genius like he's just so smart and i think that i'm such a mindset queen like i've really mastered my mind but on my moments where i almost you know lose myself a little he is the one person that brings me back and before we were dating we were friends for a year and the admiration that i had for him like it, it's not just now it's always been so i can't wait for you guys to meet him he's great wow beautiful i i i love i love answers <laughs> i love answers like that honestly we've had we've had many different ones already um but when it comes to the interview guest having like really the perfect partner in his life or her life they always chose that above anything else so that's beautiful i love it so should we pass it over the last question to uh, to Audrey? Nice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I would say, what was your funniest <laughs> moment <laughs> in the news reporter? Oh my god! When you were a news reporter, what was your funniest? Oh moment? Oh my god! There were so many. Like I was a rookie, right? So I think that the moment that I can never live down. <laughs> It was like my first ever interview. Like I had just moved to Mississippi from Miami. I had been trained for like three days. And then my boss was like, okay, go and get an interview with this doctor. And I go and I interview the doctor and I forgot to press record. And <laughs> I had never felt so stupid in my life. I was just like, oh my God. And I just, I like to laugh at myself. Like I never let things get to me so much, but that was definitely like, come on. I just started this and this already happened. So that to me was, it's not that funny when I say it out loud, but in my head, it was hilarious. <laughs> okay. Got you. Perfect. Um, uh, yeah, I would say that's a wrap. We are good in time. Veronica, one more time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Veronica, <laughs> really. And you're a huge inspiration. Thank you. You guys are awesome. I hope that I get to meet you um, while I'm in Germany. Hopefully we can. Yes, yes just definitely text me and then we I can love meet. It. Let's, let's, yes. let's, let's make some time. Let's make some time. I would love that too. Okay, guys. Perfect. Have a good one and take care and chase your dreams. Peace. Bye.